As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, welcome along to the Big Red Bench. If you want to get in touch, you can text 86 106 Very busy day of sport in action, uh, Tomas, and it was so busy. We had loads of research to do by watching lots of TV. <laughs> the the Cork, Cork setup as well. Um, you know, look, keep an eye on the football and hurling um, to see what kind of players are, are making the breakthrough to put their hand up for, for selection in the league. So, yeah, a great time of the year to be, to be a GA fan. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I suppose should we get started with uh, the the roundup of today's action? Yeah, so in the Gaelic Games, there was plenty of action around the country in the Alliance National Football and Hurling Leagues today. In Division 1 of the Hurling, Waterford survived a Cork comeback to beat the Rebels by a single point at Walsh Park in the scoreline of 124-317. to Clare beat Carlow 127-14 to points at Cusick Park, meanwhile, and 14 men Kilkenny brushed past Dublin at Nolan Park where it finished 321 to 18 points. Richie Leahy was sent off for the Cats in the first half. In Division 1 of the football, Tyrone beat newly promoted Mead 121-116 at Healy Park. Darren McCurry scored the goal for Mickey Hartside. And Galway beat Monaghan by a single point at Pierce Stadium where the final score was 114-16 to points. Robert Finnerty scored the goal for the Tribesmen in what was Padraig Joyce's first competitive game in charge. That game was part of a double header in Salt Hill where Galway hurlers beat Westmead earlier on the scoreline in 124-10 to points. On to soccer where Manchester United will be in tomorrow's fifth round FA Cup draw. They hammered league one side Hammer Rovers 6-0 at Prenton Park today. Harry Maguire... Joe Gold Dallow and Jesse Lingard all scored for the visitors in a six minute period uh, before Phil Jones, Anthony Marshall and Mason Greenwood's penalty. United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was pleased with his side at full time. Today was a game everyone apart from Man United fans wanted us to lose. So uh, of course it was, it's been a bit of pressure on them but they've uh, enjoyed today and have a nice couple of days rest again and then we're uh, off, and, off and running. Earlier on, Champions Manchester City booked their place in the next round with a 4-0 win over Fulham at the Etihad. Gabriel Jesus scored twice in the space of three minutes in the second half with Ilke Gundawan and Bernard Silver finding the back of the net before the break. Fulham finished with 10 men as Tim Ream was red-carded early on. Liverpool currently leads Shrewsbury Town 1-0 at half-time in their tie at Mont- Montgomery Weathers Meadow thanks to Curtis Jones' goal in the 15th minute. And now at the golf where Rory McIlroy is preparing to take the course in his final round of the Farmers Insurance Open on the PGA Tour. A third round 67 has him well in contention in a tie for a third round 9 under par and 3 shots off the lead that is currently held by Irish Open champion John Ram. 
And to basketball, Singleton Super Valley Brunel are taking on Kilester in the Pawdy O'Connor Cup final in the National Basketball Arena in Talla. Yeah, the latest uh, from that one, Tomas, is Singleton Super Valley Brunel 23, Kilester 28. So uh, they're in the second quarter there. Plenty of time left to, to get a better scoreline there. And earlier on today, the Portleash Panthers beat Trinity Meteors 75 points to 71 to win the women's national one title yeah so a very very busy day of sporting action just to recap on some of those uh, FA Cup full time scores as you heard Man City beat Fulham 4-0 earlier on today Peter Smith was there City 4 Fulham 0 the tie almost a formality from the 6 minute mark when Fulham centre back Tim Ream was sent up for holding down Gabriel Jesus in the box Okay, Gundogan fired in the ensuing penalty before Bernardo Silva doubled their first half lead with an 18-yard stunner. Jesus claimed two second-period headers. His first from Cancelo's cross after Fulham lost the ball from a goal kick. His second was from close range following up as Marek Rodak could only parry an on-target shot from Phil Foden. It ended Manchester City 4, Fulham 0. Elsewhere, Man United had a massive uh, result over Tranmere Rovers. Adam Diori was there. Six of the best for Manchester United as they cruised to a 6-0 win over League One Tranmere who simply couldn't live with their Premier League counterparts. The job was done within 16 minutes as Maguire, Dallow and Lingard found the back of the net before Jones and Martial put United 5-0 up at half-time. The intensity eased up in the second half but not before a penalty from Greenwood who became United's sixth different scorer of the day as the Red Devils eased into the fifth round of the FA Cup. Full-time at Prenton Park, he finished Tran- Man United 6. And uh, good news so far for Liverpool fans are leading Shrewsbury Town. Shane Pennington. It's Shrewsbury Town nil, Liverpool 1 at the break. A great goal from Curtis Jones separating the two sides. Pedro Shiravella with a lovely ball into the young midfielder on the left-hand side of the penalty area. And he shot across Max O'Leary into the right-hand bomb corner of the net. Jones could have made it too just a minute after with a shot which went wide at the left-hand post. While Shrewsbury have missed two really good chances to equalise themselves. First, Ollie Norburn played in Sean Wally one-on-one for Adrian De- him well, and then Wally again on the left-hand side of the penalty area shot across goal with a goal gaping. It's Shrewsbury Town nil, Liverpool one. And just as Shane was uh, reading that, Liverpool have got a second goal. We're not sure who scored it uh, just yet. Um, taking a, a bit of time to update there, so unless there's a, a possible VAR. Uh there may not be a VAR thing to do with it but anyway Liverpool have got a, a second goal it's just uh, waiting now for to see who scored that we'll come back to that in a minute or so um, elsewhere uh, today you mentioned it earlier on uh, Tomas Cork getting off to a losing start in the Alliance hurling league they fell to Waterford by a point early goals from Conor Leanne and Shane Kingston put uh, the Rebels in a great position uh, two goals in three minutes I think it was but uh, Waterford responded a goal by Patrick Curran and points from Stephen Bennett helping them to a 113-28 lead in the second half then the data pulled clear and led by five before Shane Kingston's second goal gave Cork up but uh, they couldn't draw level um, you saw some of it what did you make of it yourself? Yeah, I was watching it. My, my father at home, um, you know, Auntie Jikahar, and um, look, a great start, two goals after three or four minutes, cork, cork ahead, and you felt that they, you know, they could kick on, um, but kind of Waterford took over, um, I suppose, after that, and kind of dominated for 15, 20 minutes of the first half in particular, 
Um, two of the positives, obviously. Really, I felt Shane Kingston had a great game up front. Um, got a, you know, did he score two, two, two or two, three? And well, Cahalan, at the left half back, was was very impressive as well. He contributed three points, and I suppose he he has that athleticism for further out the field. Might suit him a bit more than full back. But um, aside from that, I suppose areas for concern definitely would be. Um, failure to, to win ball, particularly you know around half hour line from from Nash's puck outs and, and any clearances. So um, I think you know uh, that's an area of concern definitely. Um, Is it same old story? It looked like it today, but look, it's early season. They only lost by a point. Had a, I think sixteen or seventeen whites. Yeah. They had to be fair. Yeah, we were, were we we saw the end of it, uh, or well, I was watching the end of it, and you, and they had two chances right at the the end to win it by a point and they were they were like not fluff shots but they were taken in um I can't think of the word no it's gone out of my head a lack of composure there I suppose towards the end even the the last last shot at goal there we had a chance to to get a draw there were Um, three shots like yeah um, but look I suppose. Look, I hope I hope that the, the team will learn from that, and, and I don't think um, Kingston and and, and the backroom team are going to be panicking um, at this time of the year. But look, definitely um, Shane Kingston is a positive to add to that forward line, and and I, I look the full back line were very solid too. But I think the puck outs and, and winning ball in, in the half forward line was an area for concern. That's one thing um, I suppose people might have been slightly surprised about when the team was announced. Rob Downey at full back. How do you think? Yeah, did did fine. Look, the the full back line, like I said, um, looked looked very kind of secure. Um, I think it's further out the field, where around the middle 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 part of the field, midfield, and and the half forward line, half or half back line in particular for for uh, for for water team to dominate. Um, so I think full back line looked good, very assured. Um, the goal, one goal conceded, obviously, um, but um, probably a bit of a messy finish, um, whereby I suppose it was almost a weak shot that caught Nash off guard he was probably ex- ex- expecting something a bit harder and Ford actually kind of mishit it and uh, obviously he couldn't react then but um, no I felt the full back line was very good um, or, or certainly didn't 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 look up against it and, and like I said there with with uh, moving um, Cahalan out to left half back I felt he had probably a bit more freedom and he actually hurled, hurled very well yeah, uh, Karen Kingston spoke to the media after the game. Yeah, I was disappointed that we came down here to win. Uh, thought we could have got a, uh, at least a draw over the end, and uh, disappointed we didn't get a win out of it. No doubt about it. I mean, bottom line is, is uh, we scored three seventeen, and and didn't even get a win down away from home. And first day down in Welsh Park, which is not an easy place to go. Yeah, I thought we threatened a lot to go today, which was one of the most pleasing things about it. Uh, we got three, could have had another one or two maybe. So that was a pleasing aspect of the game, no question. There's a few things that being scored three seventeen is great. But our conversion rate, when we just look at some stuff, our conversion rate was very poor uh, compared to them. And uh, freeze conceded was very poor. So there are things like there are things they're controllable, there are things we can work on. Uh, and it's good to I suppose this time of the year to be to realise that. But uh, they're they're not going to win with that kind of a conversion and conceding those amounts of freeze. You can make excuses for the time of the year, whatever, or, but the bottom line is we'd expect to put the, we'd expect to be getting those, yeah. No, there's no easy games in this. this I mean every every team is every team can, as a, uh, on a given day can beat can beat the other. Uh, and home advantage sometimes you wonder is it good or bad but certainly there's no easy games in this division we have yes basically, but look that's the time of the year we know that we've guys playing Fisky but now Wednesday and Thursday and then we're on again on Saturday against, uh, against the All-Ireland Champions Service. so that's, that's that's what it's about that's, that's why we're in this and it's, it's, a, it's a challenge but I mean it gives us an opportunity maybe to rotate a little bit now and give all the guys a chance
when he gets such a good start Kieran does it almost make that as a bit complacent well, it's, it's hard to know like we were playing into the breeze and, and we, we, we focused on getting a good start yeah. and we got that and we, we, we um, and, and could have had another goal uh, which would have been great obviously but uh, then we could have foot off the pedal let them go back into the game and we can see there's some, some unnecessary freeze being honest and that missed some chances that you'd normally expect I think we did boys I think in the first half alone they were, most of them were scoreable uh, and as I said our conversion rate over the course of the game was, was well below what you average now I did look early on like you had when the ball was going in very direct that you were, you were gaining from that and was a sense that it was yeah, we did. As I said, there, I mean, we thought that we, that we targeted getting up, getting up early, and we got two, got three overall, and probably another could have had five. And that's something that this team has been criticised for over the last number of years, not getting enough goals. So it's something we're working on. It was great to see that look, today it's only one day, but that we did create some chances. Yeah, that was one of the most positive things for us. Damien Callan, the well left half-back, Shane did well. You know, there, there were some positive individual displays. Yeah, look, I thought a lot of, a lot of guys showed up well today. Uh, guys that had been going well in training and guys that had been going, went well in the Munster League up to up to the half-time in, in the final. But um, And the guys that had a hold in the colleges as well, so it was good to see some fellas putting their hand up um, early in the year. And Robert Downey, Robert Downey, first half at full-back and seen as Rosie Kerr. Yeah, it was, look, it was great for Robert, 20-year-old, uh, playing full-back away from home first league game a 22 year old centre back and 22 year old centre forward and full forward so it's nice to have a young spine up the middle today and, and, and they all they all acquitted themselves well in, in terms of um, injuries ahead of next week would you expect to have anyone back who wasn't available today um, yes Alan Cadigan probably could play a part next week Colin Spam might be able to play a part we'll assess those now at training on Tuesday night but uh, uh, Owen probably as well would be available for selection but then we got to see how the Fiskippen Cup games go and see where our fellas are at and after wins in Thursday because it's a lot now fellas will play three games in six days it's quite a lot you know plus in, in, in this time of the year in these conditions yeah, Karen Kingston speaking after the the match today. He mentioned the, the testing conditions. Walsh Park can be slightly buggy, not too bad. It's a decent enough pitch, but with the the weather conditions and all that. But disappointing start to the league, Tomas. But hopefully um, they can drive on. But it's not going to get easier because Tip and Limerick are up next. Yeah, look, the league is is so competitive at that level. Um, Look, ideally you want to get to the, the further stages to get more competitive games. Um, I suppose the positives there, like you mentioned, with you know that we had spoken about in terms of uh, different guys putting their hand up, but um, you know still kind of dependent on, on on Pat Horgan, who was quiet enough today. To be fair, um, so like great to see uh, Kingston add a bit to that. Um, and look, it's it's time for people to to put their hand up. Look, some lads will be disappointed with the performance, might not get a chance next week. He already men- mentioned um, lads who who are likely to return. You know, Cadigan coming back into the mix up front uh, will be exciting probably not the best time of the year for him in terms of conditions like you said but mm-hmm. um, I thought he was fantastic for Cork last year um, took a bit of the pressure off off Pat Horgan um, as well so look there, there's positives and I think you can't totally focus on, on losing a game look it was competitive game Waterford to be fair looked looked good as well so um, look they'll 
they'll take their learnings from it and, and, and that's the most vital part of the league really is seeing what kind of way your your squad is shaping up what players are in form who's putting their hand up and, and then obviously being ready for the championship in, in a couple of months time Yeah well uh, one Cork manager who was happy with uh, his team's performance or at least he should have been anyway was Ronan McCarthy the senior footballer was defeated awfully last night uh, quite comprehensively in Parky Cuevas part of a double header there and uh, Ronan spoke to Mark Dynan after the game yeah, look, you get to win under, you know, uh, under a belt. It's uh, you know, it's important to win the first league game if you can. Um, we haven't done so previously under my under my uh, time in charge. So uh, it's it's great two points on the board. Also, you know, the fact that our home record in the league hasn't been has been very really poor. Um, so all in all, um, good good get to win under a belt. Losing by a point at half time. Was there any concern at the break? Yeah, concern. I wouldn't say concern, but. You know, they, they had put it up to us, and we were seven three down at one stage. Um, you know, and, and and they were playing all the football and, and kicking some marvelous scores. I, I, I suppose we felt that we had given the ball away. You know, too easily at times. We, we you know we, we were going back to fun too quickly. And um, to be fair, to Offaly, they put us under a lot of pressure. Um, you know, we're in our faces. You know, committing men to around the ball carrier and turning us over. And I suppose the message was let let's recycle the ball a bit more. Uh, let's be more patient. Wait for our openings and. Can we um, would they come? And I thought that was that, that was really positive that we did that and uh, kept the ball better. You know, waited for uh, the the right time to, to you know probe into their defence and, and, and got our scores. You must be very pleased with the impact of the bench as well. Everyone that came on uh, contributed. Yeah, everyone. No, to be fair, they all did very well, and um, and 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 it's great. And we look, we've we have great strength and depth now. Um, you know, nobody we can't complain. Um, between the twenties who've come through, four of whom started the night, and a couple came on. Um, you know, and obviously we've got a few players to come back, so we're going to have to keep rotating things. There's a lot of games in a, in a, in a short period of time. Fellas still playing with colleges and everything else. Um, so we we are we will be able to, to rotate and still be able to put out teams. Hopefully that um, we'll be able to get the points. And Kieran Sheehan back as well with you this year. How big a boost is that? Yeah, vital for us really and, and you know what you found there tonight maybe particularly in the first half where maybe some of our younger players to be expected you know it's a huge step up to go straight from under 20 into senior um, but you know he got us on the ball uh, you know and he's a, you know, he's a cool calm head he's a um, you know a glorious left foot a peach of a left foot and uh, uh, look I, I'm actually you know I can't believe how well he's done really you know he's only, he's only back six weeks really you know and uh, to go straight into a game at that level um, you know it's brilliant and it's only stronger he'll get and a player like that as well as you say with so many young players coming through as well from the under 20s last year he'll be a big positive influence on them as well yeah he will I look Kieran's just he's, he's just a, a great a great guy all in and uh, you know people throw on the word leader and everything else but he's a great calming influence in that dressing room he's a good talker he talks at the right time doesn't talk for the sake of it and uh, as I say you know he's done extraordinarily well to, to be where he's at already and uh, Hopefully he's a you know a very productive league ahead of him. And a couple of rule changes this year, the advance mark. We gotta look at it there now at the end of the game. What do you think of it? Yeah, it's okay. Um you know, I, I'd probably like to see more of it before I'd make a kind of a definitive judgment on it. But uh, the thing about it is that you know it's still a difficult shot depending on where you win the ball. You know, all your hands, um, and we didn't score our one, for example, when we got so uh, it's something look we'll work on. 
you know, we'll, we'll keep in the back of our mind, try to exploit as best we can, but let's see how it uh, develops over the league. And a trip to Leitrim now next? Trip to Leitrim now, and, uh, yeah, and I've just heard the result there, they drew away to Derry, so um, obviously they'll come into that game with, with, with plenty of confidence, but this is, you know, we have to focus on ourselves, recovery now is the key thing, obviously, over the next few days, get the boys back in next week, and this is all about, you know, mindset, attitude, um, you know, going to going away from home in the league is difficult no matter where you go and uh, you know so this is can we you know win the battle first before we start playing our football we'll find out next week and as you said Ronan earlier on as well the 40 men panel to start the league yeah. trimmed down to 35 by round 3 yeah. that, that'll be a tough tough decision to make yeah that's what I'm thinking of now because um you know, the nature of it's going to be that um, we're going to have really, really tough calls to make and, you know, they're going to be, you know, well-known established players are going to lose out, but that's the nature of, you know, high-level sports, it's competition and uh, we'll make the best call we can make. Thanks, Ron. All right. Yeah, Mark speaking, Mark Dynan speaking to Ronan McCarthy after last night's win over Offaly Agreement for them. Another manager who was very happy, um, the first Cork Ladies manager to manage a team in Parky Cueve as well was Efi Fitzgerald after the Cork ladies had a super win over Westmead last night. Efi spoke to Mark as well after our game. And we can improve something, we can be better than that but um, I was happy with the application really in terms of the, 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 the effort that the girls put in um, you know I suppose the one lesson we take from today is that we need to be more patient you know Westmead are well structured uh, set up fairly defensively and we found hard to break it down even though you know I suppose we did create chances that, which we didn't take but I thought we were probably over anxious at times you know looking for the perfect pass or maybe taking the ball into tackles when we could have particularly when we were ahead you know we were four or five points ahead and we didn't need to you know go, go early for that next score so I think patience was a big thing today. Over today's performance, that we, you know, the things that we can improve on, you know, and, and you know, I think Kieran McCarthy's point there towards the end was a case in point. He held the ball, and held the ball, and eventually, you know, if you do keep the ball for that long, it's very hard for the opposition. Somebody will blink, and you know, we got in, and we got a nice score. So, but it's a learning curve for us, and it's, we're, we're only back training three, three, three and a half weeks, I think. So, um, all in all, we have to be pleased with the result, um, and we're also pleased with things to work on. You know, we weren't sharp in front of the goal, um, but I thought defensively. We, we did very very well we turned them over an awful lot um, we worked very hard um, Westmead were very were very um, fit they're a big strong physical side and they really gave us a test and you know hopefully going forward that'll be that'll improve us so we have a tough test to wait to next week so um, hopefully that game today will bring us on as I say a ton and we'll, we, you know, we'll give a better performance next week but we know we'll have to for, for it to be tip and very important to get off to a good start as well with the change to the system this year in the league it's not the top four in order to progress to the semi-finals it's the top two to go straight into the final. It is, but to be honest, you know, our, our focus is on finding players and making sure that we, we improve our panel. I think over the last number of years, we were slightly light in terms of, of numbers. So what we're looking to do is give the younger girls, some of the younger girls, game time um, and, and make sure that, you know, that when we do play the likes of Galway and Dublin and Mayo and the better teams, that, you know, we have, you know, if you're going to give, give, give your ultimate or your optimum, you're not going to be able to last, particularly on the middle of the field for 60 minutes. So what we want to be able to do is replace those with girls who are, who are every bit as good and I think if we can find one or two extra girls you know um, and I think we will uh, this year it'll make the panel much stronger and you know it'll give us a better chance going forward and with Roisin Phelan and Breed O'Sullivan coming back as well a big boost yeah Roisin Phelan's back yeah Breed big boost yeah um, and Kira McCarthy has rejoined the panel as well I thought she did very well when she came on today 
and then you have Quivo Callan who started the first league match today for Cork who started quite well and Laura Manny came in Shana Kelly got sick Laura Manny came in for her so you know we have Dermot Sullivan to come back and you know we have Shana Kelly was out today and you have Cotter Emer Meany so you know there's there's lots of people fighting for places and you know um, it's up to us to really manage it and make sure like lots of the girls are at different stages of development in terms of their fitness um, because of injuries and you know their commitments and that so um, but we're looking forward to the challenge and as I say this gives us a, a little foothold now you know as you say you, c- you can't afford any slip ups in the league top or bottom because you know you could fall in, in into into you know relegation battles or, or, or otherwise you know very easily so good win for us and a good start um, but we, as I say we've got to tip next week now which will be a real tough game for us but there's just there are challenges we look forward to and it is back to back tough away games on Tipperary and in Dublin after that away as well yeah absolutely yeah but they're the games you want we're playing Dublin and Crow Park so we'll be delighted to go up there and as I say we'll be another couple of weeks into our preparation so, so you know we'll be that little bit sharper so their games you know to play here today was a big thing for the girls and I think there was probably a little bit of age to us as well and a bit of nervousness today you know because it's our you know ladies first game in, in, in Parky Key which is a big deal for our girls to be fair and it's I suppose it's an acknowledgement of all the work that's been put in over the years and for teams of the past you know so there was a little bit of weight in the shoulders of the girls today you know to perform and you know but I think the, as I said earlier the application was very very good we have to be pleased with the you know with the amount of effort because we're not we're not fit enough to play 60 minutes at the pace we want to play at but all in all delighted with the results um, lots of things we can work on but you know pleased to get two points and for yourself I suppose there's a change of heart there over the winter you're back now for another two years was it a, was it a hard decision to make? Well, it was a decision. It was more. It was more. It wasn't to do with football. It was stuff at home, and you know, you know, we, we've, you know, my wife looks after elderly, you know, a few elderly people there, and it's you know, the, a lot of it was was falling on our shoulders. So I decided I'd give her a, a, a. My conscience was was pricked a little bit, so I said I'd give her a hand, but she, I don't think she wanted a hand to be honest about it. So we had a chat, and you know, we did, you know, could think about things, and you know, uh, but I wanted to be sure myself that I was, you know, I was hungry, and, and I, I'm really genuinely looking forward to the year. I think we have a great bunch. Uh, we've. We have a new backroom team as well, at least some, some new people, like Paddy O'Shea is, is back as coach, you know, as in his coach, and um, Michelle Delay is strength and conditioning, so, um, you know, James and James Masters and Kevin Tatton have stepped down, so, you know, there's probably a little bit of freshness about us there as well, so, and um, we have Connor Quinlan in as well, who's only a little bit of coaching, so all in all, it's um, it's been very enjoyable, but we know we have lots of work to do to, to get to the standard we need to be at to be competing at, at all our level. And that was Cork's ladies football manager Aoife Fitzgerald speaking after last night's victory in Parky Cueve. And back to Liverpool where they lead Shrewsbury Town 2-0 in the second half of the fourth round FA Cup tie and Shane Pennington is there. Shrewsbury 0, Liverpool 2 and the perfect start for the second half for the away side. It came down the right hand side, Nico Williams pushing forward, putting a harmless looking cross into the area but Donald Love in trying to put the ball beyond for a corner kick actually ended up volleying it into his own net from six yards out. It's terrible for Shrewsbury, but Liverpool do have that second goal cushion they wanted. It's Shrewsbury Town nil, Liverpool 2. That's an awful way to score. Oh, geez, and as you said, look, he's uh, a good story to tell uh, his grandkids in a few years that he always scored for Liverpool in an FA Cup. But yeah, 
Um, doesn't sound too good. It's not as if Liverpool need any luck these days. Um, you're not going to believe it, but Shrewsbury Town have just got a goal back um, through Jay Cummings, a penalty. Okay. So uh, 67 minutes gone there. It's Liverpool 2, Shrewsbury Town 1. Uh, just another update as well. Half time in the Paddy O'Connor Cup final. It's Singleton, Super Valley, Brunel 38, Colester 37. We'll uh, keep you up to date uh, across the rest of the show on that, but at half time in that one. Plenty more to come Tomas uh, you're going to be chatting to Kieran Sheen in the next few minutes as well so uh, you'll be getting set up for that and we've plenty more to come as well right after this The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Welcome back to The Big Red Bench and we're delighted to be joined by Kieran Sheehan Cork footballer Kieran, welcome to the bench three points last night versus Offaly how are you enjoying being back in the Cork colours Ah, uh, yeah, it's been great. No, I must say, um, can't say a bad word about it. Um, look, I'm, I'm very lucky and fortunate to be able to, to come back in there. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm kind of getting rejuvenated there by all the energy from the younger lads. Um, and you know what? It's as I said there. It's um, it's a great honour to be to be able to be wearing the court jersey again. And uh, just to be even out in Parky Creeve last night, um, I had to take a moment there when I was coming out into the ground and just try and take it all in because um, it's a it's a fantastic stadium there now. And uh, look, yeah, it was uh, it was good to get a win last night. Um, first one on the board. So um, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, look, I suppose you're only 29 years old, so look, um, I suppose you've a hell of a lot of experience behind you, obviously, going back to winning at Ireland with Cork. Um, so look, I think you hopefully have a good few years left in you yet. How would you kind of compare the current squad to the Coonan's squad? And, yeah, um, I guess, yeah, I, was, I suppose that that's, that's all I knew beforehand. Um, I suppose it's been uh, having all that time away and out from the game. It's um, The game itself has changed an awful lot. Um, in terms of how it's played, but even on even the commitment wise and everything, but um, you know I'm kind of just getting starting to get a feel for that again. But in terms of the the difference, I suppose it's um, it's a different caliber of of a group. I suppose at the time when I was there, I was I was probably the younger fella, um, and there was a, a lot of the kind of older fellas were were there were around for a while, but. You know, coming into this group now, it's it's a bit different. Um, you know, you have a lot of younger lads who are probably less experienced, but they bring a huge amount of energy and kind of excitement to it as well. So, um, I suppose in terms of, I think I think we're absolutely heading in the right direction. Um, I think there is good leadership starting to filter through, even from the younger lads now, which is great. Um, but in terms of, it's very hard to compare the two. I guess it's um, you know trying to compare. I suppose a team that was. I suppose um, competing for Division One titles and and all Ireland at the time, but in saying that the game has changed so much now that um, I guess even with Ronan and the management that have come in, they've done an unbelievable job in trying to get guys to the level. Um, and I think the, the guys that have come in even off the back of the the lads winning the under twenty All Ireland last year and then the minors as well. I think there's there's great excitement there now as well. And I think Cork, Cork football is in a, in a great position at the moment. And I think we're building towards getting back to that level again now, which yeah. is great. And I suppose look, obviously the league is important that you you try and get promotion. But look, last year would have given a bit of hope to, to Cork fans. I suppose after a barren few years and a frustrating few years, the performance against Kerry, you know, very close to, to beating them. Yeah. And even even the performance against Dublin would have been one of the better better performances of any county to face them so you know there is potential yeah, there Absolutely like even watching on last year like the lads had, uh, had a great year um, you know obviously taking steps forward uh, every year and you can see the progression coming through 
Um, I think it's I think it's important to be aware of you know externally that you know people understand that you know this car team in, in particular they're, they're in a bit of a transition phase in terms of the youth coming through now, and it's important to be patient. Um, I think what I can say from an internal point of view is Ronan, the coaching panel, have done a super job in putting everything in place for us now as a group to drive on and and give everything we can, which which we are. Um, and I think there's there's a huge kind of effort going into to that side of things. But you know what? Um, I think it, as I said before, there it's it's really important to be patient with this group now. Um, as I said, the league has become hugely important. We understand the significance around it, um, and it is important to be getting wins. Uh, and we understand that. So you know, every time we go out to to represent Cork, you know, we're going to give it our all. So and I think people people do know that. But I think it's just important that you have that patience around. You know, this team's growing, um, and it, and just to give it a bit of time, and, and hopefully, you know, come sooner rather than later. I know you've you've said there about patience, um, but have you sat down as a group um, and and have a definite goal of winning a monster title or winning an All Ireland? Um, I suppose in in this year, or is it a three year plan, or have you spoken as a group about a definite goal? Um, I think look, any time you you go into a setup like this, you know the, the ultimate goal is always going to be an All Ireland look, and you can't look past that. Um, I think uh, obviously you know you have the steps along the way, like the monster championship, uh, you have the league, the monster championship, and then you have the All Ireland, but. I, go, I suppose you'd be kind of kidding yourself if you are then for an All-Ireland, you know what I mean? Um, that's what's going to drive standards. Um, and look, you've got to pit yourself against the best and prepare yourself for playing the best. Um, you know, you look at the likes of Dublin and Kerry and, and Mayo and all these, and Tyro and all these teams that are, you know, up at that level. Um, you'd be kidding yourself if you aren't kind of uh, aiming towards, you know, beating them. Um, and I think that's what we're, that's what we're gearing towards all the time. Look, it's important to not leave, you know, scoreboard or who you're playing or anything like that dictate, you know, how you want to play and the structure you want to play. So, and not uh, deviate from that. So, I think we have a plan in place, um, and we're, we're growing it. We understand we have a lot of work to do, but I think we're heading in in the right direction. Okay, and obviously you're coming back into this playing group, so a lot of the players would be new to you. Is there any players or newcomers that that you've been excited by, or you, you feel could kind of burst onto the scene this year? Yeah, I think there's there's been a lot of guys who've been very impressive. Um, I think you know, in particular, the guys that kind of stand out over the games we've played so far. Probably been Kyle Manny there, uh, Damien Gore, um, a couple of the young, like even Leo Dolvin last year. He's coming in. He's he's shown great energy. Again, he's had a bit of injuries, but he's kind of coming back into his own now. Um, you know, there's and even the guys that came off the bench last night for anyone, you know, I was watching the game last night, you know, you had Michael Hurley who came off, kicked five points, you've Colm O'Callaghan um who's come in, um, who had a great year last year for the under twenties. Um, you had Ty Corkery, um so you had guys there that come in and, you know, can it shows the depth of the panel, the strength of the panel, but they've all impressed. Um and and John, you know it's really important to understand for people as well that all these guys are in there because they want to play for Cork and they want to give their all for Cork and, and that's kind of the bottom line really for us at the moment is, is building that kind of a culture inside there and I think um, I think that's in place now and, and hopefully will will help us going forward and I suppose you've had a, a bit of success um, coming back to your club Airog as well look how special was that yeah that was unbelievably special look um, I said before you know um, you kind of dream about those kind of days even when, when you're away for so long you know um, you always think about still playing with your club and everything but uh, to be able to come back in at a time where you know they had they had an unbelievable year, um, and I came back. You know when there was there was three games to go really, and uh, just to be able to be welcomed back into the group 
by by everyone there um, was was an amazing feeling, and uh, I suppose it's 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 a huge honour to be able to, to win a county with your club and be able to get some sort of game time as well, which is which is great. So um, yeah, it, it's it's been outstanding so far. Look, I've I've been lucky to get off to a good start now, um, and 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 bring that into twenty twenty. And I guess in your time in Australia, um, how much did you miss playing GA? How much did you miss home? Yeah, look, I, I missed it from the moment I left, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, look, it, it kind of occupies uh, uh, your mind a fair bit, all right. Um, I suppose you're, when you're playing sport over, it's um, you're always comparing everything back to GA, you know, the game that you grew up playing, the game that you love. Um, and I missed it an, an awful lot. And and I suppose, as you said there, like I'm on 29 years of age now and hopefully I have a few years left to me and it's great to be able to come back now and, and hopefully uh, get the best of myself and my body now over the next uh, few years and um, you're back playing the game that, that, that you love so um, and hopefully be able to give something back to you know all the people and coaches that I met along the way as well and, and bring some success as well. So um, look, I'll be looking to get the, the, the most out of myself now over the next few years and, and hopefully that can benefit Cork and their old um, in some way. Yeah, and I suppose speaking of Aussie rules, um, look, it's it's probably a, a pertinent issue at the moment, even in in ladies' GA as well, with with coaches coming out yeah. saying, you know, that you know our players are, are being lost to it, and you know a lot of the the GA coaches as well giving out about maybe some of the ex players poaching or, or being scouts for for players here. But I suppose any advice that you'd have for uh, a young GA player, ladies footballer, or, or one of yeah. the lads getting an opportunity to go to Australia to, to try out Aussie rules, you know, what advice would you give them? Yeah, look, I, I think it's, it's obviously it's an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, I, 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 I two bites of the cherry, I guess. Um, when I was when I was eighteen, I was asked to come over as well, and look, I turned it down at the time. Um, yeah, that was just due to to me being young and homesickness and all that. And luckily enough, I did stay around and, and managed to win all Ireland the following year. But um, when I went back out then um, in 2014, the start of 2014, I guess it was uh, it was an unbelievable opportunity um, and one that I kind of couldn't turn away. But it's 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 a funny one. Like you know, you, you need to kind of have all the ins and outs of of what um, it actually takes um, to to get to that level. Um, it's it's. It's, I suppose it, you know, when you compare it even to businesses or organizations, you know, it's like, it's the easiest way of putting it is if someone was performing really well in, the, in their own industry and they were poached by, you know, someone from outside of Ireland, would people be complaining about that person leaving then? So it's, it's funny, like, when you look at it in sports terms that things tend to, to be heightened even through the media and everything. So it's important to understand that these are human beings as well. These are people that are getting this wonderful opportunity to go and pursue a sport that, you know, is completely a new challenge to them. Um, and it's important that you just kind of see it from that point of view as well. Now, um, in terms of, of advice, I suppose it's just, it's, 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 it takes time. Um, certainly takes time and just, to, um, I guess, take it all in at the start, really enjoy it. But I think it's, I think it's even for when you look at Cotton McShane there now, he's, he's an older guy and, you know, he's 20, 23, 24 years of age going out now as well. Um, and I was that age as well when I went out the yeah. second time. And it's funny, it's funny that the, you know, um, there's all these media articles and everything about it. And um, do people really know um, what's going on? Like, I, I was 23 when I went out and got no phone call off anyone asking about, you know, what it was like. Or yeah. um, and So it, it, it's funny people kind of want to go what way they want to go about it or talk what way they want to talk about it. So um, I think it's important that people step back and, and see it from a, a whole life point of view as opposed to just the, the individual and the sport as well, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd agree 100% with you there. And, you know, even in terms of GA, you know, how many players go playing soccer, rugby, all these different sports. Yeah. Um, and if, if the GA truly is an amateur organisation, I think um, they, they'd have to kind of welcome um, players getting these kind of opportunities just for, for lifestyle alone and look, be, becoming a professional athlete as well. Yeah. So, and I guess the, the physical kind of learnings or requirements, um, look, it's a totally different game. How did you find the adjustment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as you said, you know yourself, Tomas. Like it's, um, I suppose it's 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 a next level. Um, saying as a you know as a professional, you're you're doing it from from you know your six o'clock in the morning to to three or four in the evening. So it's you you give all that time to just you know make yourself a better player. Um, but the the important side of it is is probably and again you know yourself is around the what you can do, what, how you can grow as a person throughout that time as well. Um, like outside of the, the physical side of things, you kind of learn this whole kind of new side to yourself. Really, like you know, especially when and you know I don't like using the word money, but money does come into it when you're this is your career. Um, you know, you're looking after yourself in many ways, and that was probably something I struggled with was yeah. that transition from. You know the GA, the grassroots. You're in for family, community, friends, and you're you're always about the team. Um, that that changes a little bit um, when it comes to professional side of things, and and rightly so. Um, that kind of you probably need to be a touch more selfish in terms of looking after yourself and and what you can do for yourself moving forward. Um, and that that's a hard thing to balance between looking after yourself and being a little bit selfish, but also. Um, being involved with the team and then helping improve the team get better as well so um, it's, it's a funny one to juggle and one I probably struggled with a fair bit but um, I probably I probably realised that a little too late and by that, by that stage the, the career was done but um, no but in terms of the, the time on um, I guess the training's intense the, the loads are a lot different um, you're doing a lot more running um, but as I said in terms of comparing the amateur to professional you can you can give that much more time to professionals um, even in terms of the recovery side of things and everything so I feel like you can get more out of your body from, from that point of view as well Yeah and I know you were involved in the DFL Players Association I know it's a professional setup, but I suppose what learnings are, are kind of what things that are they doing over there well that would you like to see the GPA or the GA implement like would you be um, like trying to bring in tax breaks for players or I know you probably um, have spoken with there you probably would would you be against pay for play or, or what could the GPA and the GA do better? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm sitting on the fence at the moment on this one. Um, I think it's, uh, as I said, I'm only back four months there now and I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of getting my head around the whole thing. Um, but I think, uh, for, yeah, I worked at the AFL Players Association for two years um, in that player development space, um, particularly working with alumni and past players and their transition out of the game, um, which was a fascinating side to it as well in terms of, um, you know, how they deal with that. I go. Uh, it's, it's it's a sense of loss, really, and yeah. sometimes even a loss of identity. Um, as you you might you know know a lot of fellas that would would have transitioned out as well. Yeah. Um, and it it is a tough thing to deal with. Um, but in terms of the, the whole player development space, I think uh, Paul Finn's doing a great amount of work there on on that space. Um, I think it's uh, I suppose it's early days for him as well, but I think he's really trying to implement new programs and how we can actually support the GA players because at the moment it is an amateur game. Um, what can we do to, to provide support for for our amateur players um, there is a lot that can be done um, in terms of resourcing um, I suppose money money talks in many ways in terms of how we can help with player welfare programs um, player development programs but I suppose get more um, awareness around it 
Um, but it is a hard thing to do, I understand that. Um, but in terms of being able to have that access to, you know, someone that can actually help you get that balance between your off-field and on-field stuff right, you know, it's, there's been plenty of studies that say that, you know, if you're, you're happy off-field, your performance on-field goes up. So um, I think there's a, there's a bit of work to do there, and I think Paul O'Flynn and his team recognise that. Um, and, uh, no, do you know what, I think they're heading in the right direction. I think there's a lot they can learn from as well, but I think he's open to that. He spoke to, you know, Paul Marsh, the CEO of the AFL Players Association, and they're working towards you know how they can improve it all the time which is great and I suppose back to the club as well do you think there's a, a big gap um, almost a divide uh, happening between the club player and the county player and you know how, how did the GA fix that if there is a divide yeah I guess again um, only been back four months um, I, I can't comment a huge amount on that um, but I suppose it's 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 it's, it's an issue uh, clearly an issue um, I think something does need to be done um, what that is right now I, I actually don't know the answer to that um, but I think uh, there obviously needs to be um, cooperation you need to kind of be able to understand that you know what the club player actually does go through um, it is it is tough at the moment um, so all I can say is something does need to be done. Um, I suppose that's for the, the higher level that probably need to discuss how how they can how can they they can tackle that. But I think the players need a voice in that as well. So it's important that they can come to an agreement there around you know making everyone happy and and comfortable with the with the situation as well. I suppose back to Cork as well. Look, Kieran Sheehan coming back from Australia. All the learnings you'd have from their previous All Ireland winner in terms of leadership um, and I suppose your own athletic ability and football ability. What are your goals for the season for Cork and, and for Airog? What do you want to bring back to this group? Yeah, I guess I guess you, you mentioned it there about the leadership side of things. I guess um, hopefully I can bring some of the what I've learned over um, into the group. Um, you know, even you see there with uh, David Clifford, um, I heard an interview there with him and Martin Morrissey, um, you know, about him saying, you know, about, yes, he's the captain, but, you know, there's a lot of leaders in that Kerry team and, you know, not a huge amount is going to change. And I think that's important for our group as well that, you know, there's leadership density there. And, and by that, I mean, you know, a first-year player into the squad is able to give feedback to the captain and he's able to take that feedback and, and move forward. So you can create a culture that, you know, there's leadership throughout the whole group, um, which is hugely important. And, and hopefully I can bring that, that side to it as well where we can create that culture that, you know, everyone's comfortable in that environment. Um, and I suppose in terms of, of athleticism on the field, I suppose I've, I've had the, the advantage of being able to put a, a decent amount of work into my body over the last, four or five years, six years now, um, uh, apart from the injuries, but I've, I've got to a place now where my body's good and, and I feel like I can give that more of a physical presence. So hopefully moving forward, we can we can see some, some success um, on the pitch with Cork and with Aerog. Um, um, I'm really looking forward to getting back into it and, and certainly feel that I can, I can give something going forward. Well, look, we hear from the bench, we wish you um, the best for the year with your club Airog and with Cork. And look, hopefully we might see you lifting a monster title in Ireland in, in, in the next few years anyway. So look, thanks for joining us here on the bench and good luck for the year, Kieran. Thanks very much, Moss. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Yeah, great to hear um, Kieran speaking there after his time back from uh, Oz, how he's, I suppose, incorporating back into the, the GA stuff yeah, look, he seemed to, I suppose, really miss the GEA and I kind of touched on what professionalism does to, I suppose, your mindset in sport when it's down to, to money and contracts. Um, you're, you're constantly looking towards the next, even if you sign a one-year deal after three, four months, you're thinking about the next deal and, and whether you're going to be kept on or, or retained from your club. So um, almost the, 
the joy of sport, the escapism that sport gives you, um, kind of goes to an extent. And I guess that's one thing that we have with the GAA, and we probably don't um, acknowledge it enough. Um, even though the game has has gone almost professional in everything, other than doesn't pay, I think you know people are attached to their club, their sense of place, um, attached to the people of their parish or or the people of their county and I think that's something special that the GA has and I think it's important to retain that. So look he seems to be really enjoying being back with his club Airog in Cork and hopefully like Ronan McCarthy said earlier, he'll add value on the pitch, not just in terms of his leadership but the ability he has with, with that sweet left foot that, that Ronan mentioned Yeah um, An update for Liverpool fans it's not a good one uh, Liverpool and Shrewsbury Town are level uh, to all Shane Pennington is there Shrewsbury 2 Liverpool 2 and Jason Cummings has just sent the Montgomery Waters Meadow into delirium a lovely ball through to him on the edge of the area he took it away from Joel Matip and then slotted it into the left hand bottom corner of the net from 12 yards out it's Shrewsbury Town 2 Liverpool 2 yeah, there's 88 minutes gone there and we're frantically refreshing the live score website uh, hoping Liverpool get a third goal uh, I am at least anyway <laughs> a lot of people hoping that uh, Shrewsbury Town might nick one as well won't that be something else the the the, the team to hold Liverpool are what a third division team essentially mm. um, no one in the Premier League can do it at the moment yeah well I guess look it probably is a much changed Liverpool side to be fair but um, and I look that's the beauty I suppose of, of the FA Cup that it you know still can produce that odd shock um, but yeah. look you can see by the Liverpool team like I suppose look at the guys up front the Origi Minamino has gone <coughs> off Elliot started like so some some names there that I wouldn't be overly familiar with but still um, a great great achievement by Shrewsbury to hold them Yeah you can see uh, Salah and Firmino have been uh, brought on in the last while as well to try and nick uh, a winner there but it's 90 minutes gone and still 2 all we'll give you a result uh, shortly but right now Cork's Rebel Wheelers were crowned the IWA Hula Hoops National Cup champions for the second year in a row on Friday night Ryan Grace spoke to veteran Rebel Wheeler Paul Ryan earlier on so I'm joined on the line by Paul Ryan, one of the Rebel Wheelers who for the second year in a row have taken the IWA Hula Hoop National Cup champions. Paul, I'd imagine you're still on cloud nine. Still on cloud, cloud nine, yeah. It was a, a great night for the club. Um, you know what, to, to do it back-to-back was fantastic. Uh, huge team effort and it, it was it was actually a great game to represent the game as well, you know. Great stuff. Paul, I suppose just for our listeners who might not be as familiar with the Rebel Wheelers, could you just say a kind of who you are as a club and what you've been up to as of late? Yeah, I, I suppose we're, we're part of Irish Wheelchair Association. We're, part of, we're governed by Irish Wheelchair Association Sport. Um, we're a multi-sport club, so basketball isn't their only club. We have, we have, um, we're involved in athletics, we're involved in wheelchair rugby, we have, we have athletes competing today in all those sports. And then we have our, our junior kind of like peewee group as well. So young kids with disabilities would have been in club this morning. Um, it's the biggest club in the country. Uh, it's a phenomenal club. And the support behind it and the background, you know, the, the, our committees, and they're just incredible. And uh, so I suppose the basketball is a big part of it. Um, and of late, we've been, we've been very much focusing on the basketball, uh, both junior and senior. So the seniors in the middle of their National League campaign at the moment, and we're hoping to retain it from last year. Um, our, our juniors are in the middle of their junior blitz program this year, so they're competing all over the country as well. 
and we'd have we'd have thirty juniors on a Tuesday night in training, and the, the club is electric at the minute. And and bringing this then to it, bringing the the cup title then as well to it, it just just adds to it all, you know. Absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah, and that that, bit of success. that focus on basketball has paid off. You bet, uh, Calester yesterday evening, sixty points to forty seven, the final score. Talk to us about the match, Paul. How did it feel? You know what? It was a, it was it was a tough tough game. We were going up there. The only team to beat us in the last two years had been Clester, and that was very recent. They beat us in the league by three points. Um, really good side, really experienced, full of full of internationals and ex internationals, and you know some they, they Clester had been the team that everyone was chasing for the last maybe ten years or so. Um, I, we took over that mantle I think last year. But um, but they they put us back in our place. I suppose they, they you know six weeks ago in Kilkenny, and that absolutely hurt. You know we we like I suppose we you know you get used to winning and and to be caught. We, you know they beat us fair and square to be beaten by three points was tough to take. So um, we knew we we had to bounce back at this. We knew we had to bring our game and we wanted to play the game our style, which is a fast aggressive style. And Gillespie um, t- tend to be very patient in the slow and the build up, and really like to get their shooters in line. And we were never going to let them do that yesterday, and, <laughs> uh, and it worked out that way, you know. And we had an incredible bench. That look, I came on the second quarter, and the, the guys, the starting five, did a, did a huge job. And it was we pressed from the start, so it was a full court press from the absolute start. And so whatever was going to happen, we were going to make Gillespie work for every point, and. We absolutely did that, and it, it kind of it, it told and throughout the game because the third quarter we really pulled ahead and we finished it off in the fourth. You know, I'd imagine that must be a fairly kind of physically draining act, Paul. Is it to go that long with such an, an attacking pressing style? It, it's it's incredibly tough, but but that's the way we train, that's the way we play, and there's very few teams live with us when we get that right. And you, you know, so so it's it's very tough on on the team that are that are pressing but it's also very tough on the team you're actually pressing against and Gillespie found that tough yesterday and like you would make Cunningham there who was who scored 25 points against us in the league game he got 6 points I think they were all from the free throw line yesterday and you know so it it really really worked and when that comes together is it is draining but it, you you can see the impact it's having on the team you're playing against as well so it does work for us you know and and we, we have that level of fitness we we've like I said that's the way we train and um, and we like playing aggressive fast basketball I think I think that's a Cork thing is it we like playing aggressive fast basketball <laughs> it must be it must be yeah. uh, speaking of Cork you mentioned the support that you get uh, for the club uh, here Lee side talk to me a bit about that Paul do you find that there's many people kind of engaging with the sport and coming to see you play there is yesterday was probably the biggest crowd we've seen at a wheelchair basketball game and you know what the support leading up to it we were travelling up as a team yesterday and we you know we we, we have our, our pre-game lunch and we all and our phones were just absolutely lifting and you know the support we have from our club is great but from the basketball community and the general sporting community in Cork is great and you know even even to have even to have yourselves ring yesterday and and rowing in behind it and a lot of the print media rowed in, in behind it as well it's great and you know wheelchair basketball is a I think yesterday was a great advertisement for the for the sport, but um, when you get to see games of that, you can see God, this is a top end sport. This is really, you know, this is something we can watch and get behind. And I think in people in Cork, people in Cork love their sport, and they do get behind stuff anyway. You know, you're absolutely right. And of course, we're very happy to kind of advertise. You know, it it is fantastic. It's a great sport, and like you say, I suppose. 
with the people of Cork, like Cork people just love to rally behind anything almost like, you know, like it, it, yeah. they, of course they're going to get behind you because it's well deserved as well, but they, they love kind of someone to root for, especially like, I mean, the rebel wheelers, you can't get much more Cork sounding than that, you know? And yeah, and, and you absolutely can. And, and, you know, you, you would have seen our club and our supporters there and it was just great to see that sea raid in there. And, you know, you, we were playing the local team, we were playing Clester and we, you know, we outnumbered them in the supporters it was just it was incredible so so that level of support you know what it makes it very easy and it's great to represent that that type of support as well so it makes it very easy for us to play you know when, we, when we've got that kind of all going in behind us you know Absolutely and I suppose it can only grow because like you say the media attention you're getting the crowds that you're pulling and kind of you know if anything's going to get people through the door it's back to back titles like this It is and you know what? I suppose we we did the treble last year, and and that generated the huge interest. And but I suppose basketball in in Wilshire basketball in Ireland has been growing hugely over the last number of years, particularly over the last ten years. And you know we have last year actually we had the first under twenty three international side. They're going to Europeans this year. You know, so it's the sport is growing anyway. And yeah, and and it it it's it's getting to a level where it's very easy to watch. I suppose we're Paralympic here. We'll see Paralympic wheelchair basketball uh, in Tokyo this year. Unfortunately, we won't be at that level yet, but we're, we are striving towards that. So, so the, the game, the game in its totality is, is getting much, much better. And it's, and I suppose disability sport is much more, um, it's much more visible out there now. And people, you know, people, it resonates with people. And I suppose it's just basketball at the end of the day. And it's, it's, um, and basketball people get it as well. And, you know, I had Kieran O'Sullivan on to me yesterday. We had uh, we'd have Dommy Mullins on to us, all basketball people, and they'd be rooting for us. So, you know, we're just part of that community, and um, so and it's great to be part of that community. Absolutely. Now, Paul, I believe you also work as the IWA, the Sport County Manager. Is that correct? I'm, I'm the I'm the National Operations Manager for IWA Sport. Yeah. So, and um, what does that entail for yourself, Paul? Yeah, I suppose. So we are a governing body. What we're going to do is um, we may cut Paul there. Um, Tomas, if you hit the stop button up there on Burley, um, you can get that in full on the podcast, which will be up online very, very shortly. Um, but it has finished two all between Shrewsbury Town and Liverpool. Thomas, we have a report actually as well, um, full time report, I think. If we can, we, we, we're trying to get, anyway, maybe it's technical difficulties. Uh, there's probably raptures, uh, stuff going on there over in uh, Shrewsbury. Do we have it now? Almost. No. We'll, we'll get, we'll get it. We'll put it up online now. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's finished two all. So, uh, there you go. Uh, savage result for Shrewsbury Town. Jay Cummings getting two goals in the 65th and 75th minute. Anyway, that is about our lot for tonight. The podcast will be up as mentioned in the next few minutes. You can catch the chat with Kieran Sheehan. All the reaction from the Cork teams and that chat with Paul Walsh in full as well. Uh, thanks very much for tuning our way from myself, Kieran and Moss we'll chat to you again The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM